So tonight, I'd like to talk to you about expectations. Anybody have any expectations? Just a few of you. Uh, I, I'm familiar with unmet expectations, and, and unmet expectations are the most frustrating forms of expectations, right? And uh, sometimes uh, unmet expectations have been uh, minor uh, irritations in my life. Other times they've been big disappointments. But I thought I'd share one of the minor ones. Sound good? All right. Uh, here, here it is. So we have a... Uh, we have a staff Christmas uh, party every year, and, and I had to get a gift for that, uh, between $10 uh, to $15. Uh, and, and just to let you in on me, I'm not a great gift giver. Uh, I, I always think the gift is better than it, than it is. And so, uh, so typically, well, maybe not typically, but oftentimes people will open the gift and I'm like, they're going to love this, right? And, and then I get the cursory, uh, thanks, this is really nice, right? You guys ever get that? Like your parents taught you to be polite, like say thank you for the gift even if you don't like it, right? And so, uh, so I, I, uh, I struggle, but I think the gift will be amazing, and then, and then people, they feign appreciation. Well, uh, we have an all-staff Christmas party, right? And, and I brought the gift, and it was wrapped in shiny Santa paper, and Kyle was sitting next to me. It was, it was a great gift, and I was super excited when uh, the person that it landed in front of was a 45-year-old male. I thought, man, I'm golden, right? Because it's like one of those like random exchange things. I'm like, he's going to open this. He's going to love it. I'm expecting him to like lift it over his head and just like celebrate. What a blessing this gift is, right? It's amazing. And, and you know what happens, right? Because I'm a bad gift giver. He, he, he begins to open it. And, and this is the worst part. He opened it so enthusiastically, like he's ripping off the paper. He's like digging in the box. He's taking it out of the, the sleeve that I'd put it in. And, and, and he opens it and, and, and he doesn't even give me the cursory, like, thank you, that's so nice, right? He just, just kind of, his face just reads, meh, right? He puts it in front of him, meh, this is not so good. It was so disappointing, right? Like, my expectation uh, was that uh, he was going to love it as a, as a red-blooded American, and uh, he didn't, right? And then his expectations were unmet because he got a gift that he didn't want anything to do with. Do you guys want to know what I gave him? Uh, so I, uh, I bought a, a $15, 14-ounce ribeye steak with a, an ice pack on top. I, I, some of you are like, that's awesome. Others, others of you are like, eh, that is a bad gift, right? But, uh, but I'm like, I, I, my mouth is watering thinking about it. I don't know how he didn't like it. Anyway, uh, funny, funny thing is, I actually ended up going home with it. Like, that's how much people like the gift, right? But, uh, you know, it's gift exchange. Sometimes that's how it works. Uh, but... Uh, for, for me, uh, the disappointment was a result of my expectation being different than, uh, than his expectation. And so often that's uh, the case in, in life. No doubt you've had your fair share of experiences where your, your expectations go unmet, right? And uh, you think about uh, all the expectations that we have of people. We expect things of our family, our friends. Maybe, we ex- maybe you expected something of yourself, and, and those are the most disappointing when you let yourself down, you, you don't live up to your own uh, expectations. Or, or we have um, expe- things, expected results. We, we expect uh, a particular grade or a raise. We expect to be in good health, uh, especially when we're young. Uh, we expect to be re- respected. And, and then at times we find ourselves missing those things, people, circumstances, uh, life letting us down. And, uh, and I thought just in the way of kind of framing the story we're going to look at tonight, I give you three reasons that a lot of the times our, our expectations go unmet. Does that sound okay? 
Uh, and, uh, and this will sort of frame uh, the conversation tonight. And, and these are just, uh, I think, helpful principles uh, for, uh, for you in your life when you find yourself consistently finding people not meeting your expectations or circumstances not meeting your expectations. Uh, th- this is a great uh, set of tools just to kind of adjust. Uh, sound good? All right, so here's the first one. Uh, oftentimes, uh, expectations go unmet uh, because your expectation is out of sync uh, with a person. Uh, oh, I mixed them up. <laughs> your expectation is out of sync with a clock. That's fine, no matter. Uh, and, um, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, it's, it's not that the thing that you want to happen isn't going to happen. It's just not happening fast enough. Uh, for example, if you expect to, to drive to L.A. in an hour and a half, uh, you're going to be uh, very disappointed every time uh, because to get to L.A. in a reasonable amount of time, you have to miss uh, uh, at least three waves of traffic, right? You're going to have to drive particularly fast because even if you speed, you're probably going to, it's probably going to take three and a half hours, correct? And, and so, uh, but oftentimes in life, we, we set these uh, expectations uh, based uh, on the wrong timing. Uh, you guys... Understand what I mean? Uh, for, for example, uh, some people, they, they assume that you, you become best friends with someone immediately, right? If, if, uh, if you don't know anybody like that, maybe you are that person, right? Or you just, uh, you, you, it, the first week you meet someone, you expect them to give, them, uh, to give you all their time, right? But, but oftentimes, relationships, they take years to develop. These guys, they become friends immediately. They're like, there's no, there's no time required. But, but oftentimes we, we want to be closer to people in our lives faster than they're willing to go. Does that make sense? And, and so we find ourselves frustrated. Here's the second one. Uh, can you put it up for me? I, I think I'm out of order. So uh, your expectation is out of sync with a person. There it is. Your, your expectation is out of sync uh, with a person. And, and here's a, an example from my own life. I, I have a, a 15-month-old twins, right? Uh, and uh, if you've ever been a part of mealtime with infants or toddlers, uh, you know that they're not patient. So as soon as I begin to pr- prepare uh, food for them, they begin screaming, right? Like I get the frozen waffle out, I put it in the toaster, I'm like, girls, it's going to be like a minute seven. Don't worry, it'll be out in just um, like waffle time, one minute, seven seconds, you're good, right? And, and, and here's the deal. Uh, if I expect them to be chill for a minute and seven seconds, I'm going to be disappointed every time, right? That, that expectation is going to be missed every time because uh, it, it's something that, that a 15-month-old simply cannot give me, right? Uh, they, they want the waffle and they want it now, right? I mean, and some of you may be like that, I don't know, but, uh, but, but oftentimes we find ourselves disappointed with people uh, because we're asking them to give us something that they, they're not actually prepared to give us. And, and, and so often we find ourselves frustrated with people. And, and, and here's the funny thing is, is oftentimes uh, they, they can't give us what we expect because we haven't asked them to do it, right? Like a lot of times we, we, we're out of sync simply because we haven't communicated what we need or what we want from them, from a friendship, from a family member. Are you with me? All right, here's the third one. Uh, and this is, a, this is a helpful one. Uh, your, your, expect, your, uh, your expectation is out of sync with your circumstance, your expectations out of sync with your circumstance. And here's, here's an example of, of what I mean by that. Uh, oftentimes we, we, we expect certain things out of life that just aren't reasonable for the season of life that we're in. For, for example, uh, if, you, if you go into your college years thinking college is going to be fun and easy, uh, 
uh, then you'll find yourself disappointed every time finals comes around, right? Because it's stressful, you don't have any fun. I mean, maybe you do, but, but often it, it's not really appealing. Or uh, every time you go to calculus class, you're going to have that expectation shattered, right? Because not fun. Any math people? It's so fun, for, fun, for, uh, fun for Jesus, but, but that's it, right? Like, uh, and, and so we, we expect things from our circumstances that aren't reasonable because college is at times difficult, and college is at times stressful. And if, if the expectation is uh, college is going to be a time where I cut loose, have fun, and, and, uh, and I'm able to just chill out, uh, then, then that's an expectation that will often go unmet. Are you with me? And so our expectations have to be in sync with, uh, with our circumstances, with the clock, and with the people in our lives. So, so that's sort of the framing thought, that oftentimes the reason that expectations go out unmet is because they're out of sync. And, and I'd like to suggest to you uh, that, that oftentimes uh, we uh, get frustrated with God. We get really disappointed with God, and we begin to ignore God because our, our, our expectations have gone unmet. And it's not because God is not being faithful, faithful, but rather it is because our expectations are out of sync with what he wants to do in our lives. And, and we actually see this in, uh, in part of the Christmas story, and I'd like to share that with you. Uh, but before we do, can, can I ask you this question? What is it that you expect from God? What is it, you don't have to answer, but what is it that you expect from God? Because uh, what you expect from God will, will ultimately shape how you uh, enjoy uh, him showing up in your life. And he will show up in your life. And, and we'll take a look at how we know that. Check, check this out. This is uh, Matthew chapter 2. It's a story about wise men. You guys know that one? Well, good, I can tell you. All right, here we go. So uh, it says this. Uh, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Uh, let's just stop right there. That is, that is a weird set of verses, is it not? Some wise men, or uh, in other translations, magi. Everybody say magi. I like the, I, it's my guy, magi, right? Like, it's a, they come from the east, and they come because they see a, a star, right? Now imagine, uh, you saw a really bright star outside. What's your first conclusion going to be? <laughs> it, it's, it's probably going to be something to, to, the, to the degree of, uh, oh, that's a really bright star, huh? Right? Like, that's what you're going to think, right? You're not going to think, oh, there's probably a, a baby king that just got born, right? Like, that's, that's, that's a weird conclusion, is it not? But this is what they, they conclude, and, and here's why. Magi, actually, uh, when, when they're referenced uh, in the Old Testament, uh, are uh, described as uh, men who study the stars. They're, they're essentially uh, astronomy priests, right? And so there's these astronomy priests from the east, and they're like, this is peculiar. And for some reason, uh, they draw this conclusion that, that it means that the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the King of the Jews has been born, and they leave uh, their, their land, and they begin a long journey. Now, we don't actually know where they're from, but do you guys know what's east of, uh, of Jerusalem in the ancient world? It's a place called Persia. So Persia is about, yeah, there we go. Persia is about 14 
hundred miles away. So they begin walking, in, walking from Persia to Israel. It's about a three-month trip, uh, maybe six months, depending on how big the, uh, the party is. And, uh, and, and here's the thing that I think is so, so interesting. They have this expectation that, that God is in Israel, and that, or that the Messiah is in Israel, and that they, they want to go see him and worship him because it's incredible. And can you imagine, like, telling your family as you set out on this journey, hey, we, we saw a star, and there's a king, and we're going to worship him. It's going to be awesome. Can you, can you imagine them? They're, they're, really? How do you know? Right? And isn't that so often the case when we, we make a decision to follow God somewhere, that the people in our life, often they second guess it. Like, well, how do you know? Like, how do you know it's God, right? What, what makes you so sure that if you go west, you'll find him? Oh, west, east, whatever. <laughs> but, right, like, what makes you so Sure. And here's the thing that's, that's so, so startling, startling to me about this. Uh, granted, it's uh, month, months and months and months of walking, right, which I hate doing, uh, is, is that their only uh, source of direction is a star, which means this. Uh, you walk all day, uh, you, you put up your tent, and then you have to wait for the star to show up again. Can you imagine? Which means you don't know where it's leading. You don't know how long it's going to take to get there. You just have to uh, pitch your tent and then... Uh, wait for it to show up, which is, uh, now, let me just put this into context. I, I have a friend named Aaron, and growing up, his family, they'd always go to these things called star parties. Anybody ever been to a star party? Uh, it's not my thing, really, but people like it. So a star party is this. You, you go up into the mountains with a group of people who uh, uh, look through telescopes as a hobby, and, uh, and they all set up their telescopes on a hill or a mountain, and, uh, and you, you sit and you wait for the sun to go down, and then you wait for stars to show up. This is the whole, the whole point. And then you look through each other's telescopes. And, and, uh, and it sounded so fun the first time they invited me, uh, but then you're waiting in the cold, and, and you're like, when can I look at something cool? And they're like, not yet. They're not, the stars aren't bright enough yet, right? And I'm like, oh, man. And then like an hour later, you're like, hey, can we kind of look through your tele? No, there's, it's not. The star hasn't moved into view. There's nothing. To, it's just black, so you just got to wait. You got to wait. And, and so you, you spend like hours and hours and hours waiting to look through the telescope that they've had set up for like half a day. It's so frustrating. And, and can you imagine if, if uh, you're, you're not looking at the stars for pleasure, but you're looking at the stars for a direction? Like, how frustrating it is to wait for a direction. Maybe that's been your experience in your life. You're just, man, God, I need to know what's next. I need to know where to go. When, when are you going to tell me where I need to go? What's, what's my next step, right? And you're just waiting in the star. It's not, it's, it's not bright enough yet. He's like, just wait. It'll come. Can you imagine? You, can you, and, and here's the deal. Oftentimes we get so frustrated and we give up on walking with God uh, because our timing is out of sync with his. And, and uh, there's a, a lot of people who said they, they probably actually just woke up really early in the morning, which means they went to bed without knowing where they were going to go the next day. Uh, and they would wake up and they'd find the star before the sun rose. Can you imagine? And, and, then, and then on the other end, so they're waiting on a direction. Uh, and then they follow the direction. And then day after day after day, they go to sleep. They wake up early. They see the star. They keep walking. And they're like, how long do we have to walk before we find this baby king? Like where, like, where is he? Can you imagine how frustrating that would be? Uh, but, but here's the thing. I, I think the, uh, the wise men were on to something because for whatever reason, they were willing to, cut, to, to trust God's timing. And, 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 uh, and that's the amazing thing about God is, is that his timing is always correct. And, and here's how I know this is true. 
Uh, so you have wise men coming presumably from Persia. Are you guys, you guys are still with me? They're coming from Persia for a three-month journey. And Jesus is uh, not even born yet, not even named yet. He's just chilling in his mom's womb, right? You guys, yeah, uh, he's just chilling. And, and they live uh, in, uh, in Nazareth, which is like a few days' walk. So, so they're going to a place being led by a star uh, that they don't know where it is, and, and, and they don't know when they're going to get there, uh, a month-long journey, and Jesus isn't there yet. And, and, and so, uh, so when they're about three days away, right, uh, Mary and, and, and Joseph and baby Jesus in the womb, they get to Bethlehem, and, and then Jesus is, can you, like, do you see how, like, God orchestrated things perfectly, that he knew uh, when to set them out on their journey so they get there right at the right moment. And could it be that, that God has been moving you, and, 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 uh, and maybe the journey's felt long, but God has been moving you uh, so that you would arrive just at the right time to experience him just the way that he intended for you to experience him, to meet with uh, the Savior of the world, Jesus. Can you, can you imagine if your waiting is God setting you up for an incredible moment? And here's the trouble is oftentimes we, we get out of sync with, with God's timing and, and we feel like he's not going to meet our expectations, that he would show up in our lives, that he would help us with this problem, that he would restore this relationship. And so we just stop moving. And, and when we stop moving, we forfeit the destination that he set before us. Man, what, man, what if... What if we, we surrendered the timing of God showing up in our lives to him and just continued to move in the direction that he gave us each day? Hey, do you think uh, we might encounter him a little bit more? I don't know. We'll have to try it out, I guess. But, but here's the next part of the story. You ready? It says this. So the, they're going along. They, they ask this group of people in Jerusalem. Now Jesus is in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, nailed it, right? Bethlehem, but they're in Jerusalem, which is the, the city where the temple is. It's the, the most important city in Israel. They, they're thinking, oh, the king should probably be here, right? Uh, this is where kings live in Jerusalem. And, and, and what they find is that nobody expects them to be there because they have no clue that, that the king has been born. It's disappointing, right? And this is what it says. When, when King Herod heard this, uh, he's the governor uh, in Jerusalem. He says, well, it says, when King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed. And why shouldn't he be disturbed, right? He's, uh, he's a governor in Jerusalem, and, and now there's a king competing for his place, right? And, and so it makes sense he's disturbed, but this is interesting. It says this, and all Jerusalem with him. Jerusalem gets a brand new king sent by God, and they're bummed. They're disturbed. They're unsettled. It's, that's interesting. Uh, and, then it, and then it says this. It says, uh, so he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. And, and they said, in Bethlehem of Judea, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them for the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, report back to me so that I can go and worship him. Now, a cliff note, or spoiler, not a cliff note, spoiler, right? He, he doesn't want to worship Jesus. He wants to kill him, 
Right? He's disturbed about this threat to his power. And yet, this is such an interesting phrase. I don't know if you caught it. In, in the, the beginning uh, of verse 8, it says, he, Herod, he sent them to where? Bethlehem. He sent them to Bethlehem. Well, that's interesting, right? That They follow a star to Jerusalem, and, and then the guy who wants to kill Jesus sends them to Bethlehem where Jesus is, right? Isn't that so interesting? Like, these are the people who should know about the king of the Jews. And when, they, when the wise men show up and say, hey, we, have, we know this, this king's been born to you, they're like, what? Like, we didn't expect you to be here. Like, and they're, they're unsettled by it. And so they go and they confer it. Right? They gather all the, 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 the church people together, and they're like, hey, where is this, this guy supposed to appear? And the Bible tells us in, in the book of Micah, it says, in this little town called Bethlehem, the town where David's from, says that's where he's going to be. And so they're like, oh, well, that must be where the king is. Wise men, go check it out for us. It, isn't that so interesting? And, and I think it's interesting for a couple of reasons. First, I think that a lot of times when we have expectations of God, we find the people that should be able to help us most uh, are the least helpful. Uh, they're the least in tune with what God is actually doing. Have you ever met someone like that? You go to them for, for help in discerning God's will, and they just don't seem to have a clue I, I would guess that, uh, um, that for some of you, you're like, yeah, man, that was, that was you last week, right? Like, <laughs> you came to me for advice and I gave you bad advice. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, but it's, so, it's so funny how uh, people can disappoint us with the help that they give us concerning God. Uh, that people actually can be out of sync with what God is trying to do. Uh, and and, and it's, um, it's so discouraging when the people that expect you to help you get closer to God, don't have, have any idea of how to do that. But, but here's the good news, is that God will use out-of-sync people to lead you to him. Uh, God will lead uh, the people who would harm him to help you. And, and, and God is he's really not opposed to meeting holy expectations with hateful people. And you'll find in your life that there are people uh, who uh, are discouraging, uh, who, who point you in directions that seem uh, just really difficult. Uh, you'll find that there are people that, uh, that often uh, you'd rather not spend time with. And oftentimes, uh, God uses those people to point you to him, uh, to point you uh, to his desire for uh, forgiveness, uh, for faith. Uh, for uh, loving, difficult people, that you find God showing up in power in those places. And, and here's what I'd like to suggest to you is uh, when, when you're having a hard time finding God, uh, that, that you should not be too quick to dismiss the people that seem like they don't have a clue. Because God uses all sorts of people to, to get your expectations in sync with his uh, to, to correct your thinking and how you look at the world. Uh, and, and really, this is an, a matter of faith, that you would trust God to use uh, broken, uh, confused, uh, unex, unexpecting people uh, to lead you in his direction. And, and that's exactly what happened for the wise men. Check it out. This is the last, the last bit of the story. It says this. 
It says, after hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star. Right? I picture the more you know star. The more you know. And then it's there in Bethlehem. Right? You're just like, oh, it's the more. Anyway, uh, I don't know. It was, it's been in my head all week. But the more you and So the star they had seen in the east, and, and it says this. This is so weird. It says, and it led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. That's pretty that's a weird one. I, I don't really have an explanation for how that is a thing. Uh, but, uh, but they follow the star and they find Jesus. And it says this, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed beyond measure. Now, uh, well, how many moments in your life have you been overjoyed beyond measure? Like three, 12? <laughs> if you're living a very, very joyful life, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's every day. Uh, but for me, man, it's, it's something, uh, overjoyed beyond measure is something that's, that's not always easy to come by. And, and simply being led by the star uh, to, to the, the doorway with an infant uh, caused them to feel overjoyed beyond measure. And this phrase, beyond measure, is, it's interesting, right? Because if something's beyond measure, it, it means that it's incomparable. Like, they, they, they can't compare it to... Uh, the, the moment their kid was born, like can you imagine that they can't they can't uh, uh, they can't compare it to the joy they felt when they had their first kiss. Mm. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to you know keep you keep you with me here. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, the, the, they can't measure they can't they, they can't measure it against uh, the best meal they've ever eaten, the most meaningful moment with their father or mother. They, they, can't measure, uh, they can't measure this joy against their best family Christmas. I know Christmas hadn't happened yet, but like that Christmas that you guys rem- you look back and remember, like it doesn't even compare to, to that, right? Like the, the most joyful moment, it doesn't measure up. There, there's no comparing it. It's like it's, it's, uh, you can't do apples and oranges for this moment. Can you imagine having a moment like that where it just pales in comparison to every good thing that you've ever experienced? And this is, this is the moment. And, and, and the, mo, the, the more you, you know star is, is what God uses to draw their attention to this moment of joy beyond measure. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. But, but here's, here's the point. It is that uh, God will use out-of-sync circumstances to draw your attention to his greatness, to his goodness, and, and more than that, to his presence. Uh, that that he, he'll use the things that are often so out of the ordinary, so, so counterintuitive uh, that, uh, that they, would, uh, they would be the things that would draw you into his presence. Now, uh, it, you may be like, well, I don't see any, you know, you know uh, the more you know stars. I don't, like, I don't see miracles. I, it's not like, how is that a thing? I don't get how uh, to even begin to frame my life in terms of, unusual events or unusual circumstances. And, uh, and can I give you uh, um, an example? It's, it's sort of sad. Are you guys up for one sad story? Okay. Uh, well, if you're not, I'm going to tell it anyway. But, uh, but it's... <laughs> um, okay. But uh, there's a, a woman that I, that I met with uh, last month, and uh, she came uh, to meet uh, about a, a very difficult situation and she came in uh, pale-faced, uh, holding back tears. It was the first time I had met her. And uh, she said, I just feel so far from God. 
I, just, I haven't felt his presence in years. I became a Christian five years ago, and it was so, so joy-filled, so life-giving. And, and, and for, for years, I, I haven't felt his presence. And, and so we began to talk, and, and uh, she shared with me about some things that had happened in her family. Uh, her, uh, her brother had uh, abused her 11-year-old daughter, and her mom uh, hadn't defended her. And, and, and she didn't understand why this was happening. And, and as she was talking through the story and these painful events uh, that, that any, it would make anybody weep, uh, it, it became clear that, that she was so, so full of anger that, it, that it, had, uh, um, it had begun to control her. Have you ever felt that way? Just so, so angry, like you can't get rid of, you just feel angry in every moment. And... Uh, and I remember thinking in the moment, her question is, how can I feel God's presence? And this verse popped in my, into my mind. Uh, in the Lord's Prayer, uh, Jesus says, when you pray, pray this. He says, forgive your debtors as I have forgiven your debts, right? And, and, and I, I realized that God's solution to anger is, is very counterintuitive. It's, it's something that, uh, that the world wouldn't suggest is a great solution. Uh, but but I, I said to her, if, uh, if you want, uh, if you want to, to experience God's presence, uh, the Bible tells us that, that it starts with forgiveness, that it starts with forgiveness. That doesn't mean uh, that you, you remove uh, a healthy boundary from, from your mom or your brother, uh, that you, you can keep your daughter safe by, by keeping your distance, but, but in your heart, you have to let go and forgive. And, uh, and I could tell it caught her off guard. It was like the, the most unusual suggestion uh, that she had heard. Because uh, when you go through something hard, everybody gives you advice, right? And, uh, uh, and a lot of it is stuff you've heard before. But I could tell it was unusual to her. Uh, we talked on Tuesday. She came back Friday, and it was, uh, it was a stunning experience to me. It, it, it literally caught, caught me off guard. She showed up at the office with uh, her daughter, who had uh, previously not wanted to leave the house, uh, her brother, who was a year older, and, and her friend. And uh, they walked in the office, and, and she was smiling, so bright. And she said, thank you so much for meeting with me. It changed everything. And I gave her one piece of advice. It's in the Bible, right? Uh, if you're angry and you want to experience God's presence, Forgive. Forgive yourself, forgive God, forgive your perpetrator, the, perp the person that hurt you. And, and it, was, uh, it was one of the most stunning turnarounds I'd ever seen in my life. Someone pale-faced, weeping uh, in, in four days, uh, full of joy and life and hope, and her daughter along with her. Isn't that incredible? That, that this, this moment of, of deep sadness and brokenness, that, that, uh, that God would offer an unusual solution uh, an unusual path, uh, a sort of so unusual that it might look like following a sort of the more you know star, right? Uh, like, why would you ever do that? Like, why would you ever follow a star? Why would you ever forgive someone who did that to you? Right? Like, why would you? Why would you ever make that decision? Why would you ever give away that much money? Like, why would you ever give up your vacation to help someone? 
else. Like, why would, like, that doesn't make any sense. But, but God gives us these unusual directions, these unusual paths, these unusual ways of doing things. And, and what we find is that time and time again, it's in those moments that we, we find, we find a joy beyond measure. Joy that we never would have expected to encounter. And that's because God, he'll use out-of-sync circumstances, out-of-sync stars in your life uh, to meet your expectations of him. The end of the story says this. It says, entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. And, and, And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, what can you expect from God? That was the question that I, that I asked. Uh, and, and maybe you, you don't have an answer to that question, which is good news because God throughout the scriptures tells you what you can expect from him. Uh, but maybe you, you do have an answer, and, and it's nothing. I feel like I can't expect anything from him. Well, the good news of Christmas is this. I know at least this, that you can expect this from God, you, and this is your last filling. You can write it down. It says, you, can ex, you can expect God to show up in your life. That's a given. You can expect God to show up in your life. That's the message of Christmas, that, uh, that God would, uh, would send his son Jesus, that Jesus would leave heaven and come to earth so that we could know him and, and know what he's like. Uh, and, uh, and you can expect him to show up in your life. And the question is, uh, will you... Uh, feel great, great, overwhelming, immeasurable joy, uh, or will you feel disturbed like the people of Jerusalem, unsettled uh, by it because it wasn't what you expected? And, and here's, here's the deal. You'll find joy in this expectation uh, if you allow him uh, to sync up what you want from him with what he promises to do, and, and this is what he promises. He promises to show up in your life uh, and, uh, and save you from your sin. And, uh, and you'll always find them forgiven and forgiven and forgiven. It's an incredible thing. It's an expectation that he always meets. Now, um, it's an interesting thing. The wise men are led by a star. And uh, um, do you know that uh, the book of Revelation describes Jesus as a morning star? So you, you imagine the, the wise men waking up every morning to get their direction. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe something for you. For, for those of you who are believers, uh, here tonight, maybe something uh, that you can do if you feel like God isn't meeting your expectations is you could wake up uh, tomorrow morning and, and look at Jesus, the morning star. Uh, open your Bible, spend time in prayer with him. See what he has to say to you, where he is leading you, uh, and, and be willing to go great lengths to meet with him. Uh, because, man, time and time again, you'll find him leading you into his presence. It's an incredible thing. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, uh, I'd love to pray for you, and then we'll uh, sing one more time. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for these people. Thank you, thank you, thank you that when our, when our expectations are out of sync with what you desire to do in our life, that you, you sync them up. God, that you use people uh, uh, who don't have our best interest in mind, that, that, that you adjust our timing and our thinking about what you're doing, that, uh, that you use circumstances that seem to make no sense. Uh, to us. God, I pray that you would help us to be people of faith in regards to you leading us, uh, and and God, that you would help us to trust you. Uh, God, for those people here tonight who who don't know you, uh, who've never uh, trusted you, I pray, God, uh, that you would give them uh, the courage uh, to give their life to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.